Pickles, man, I'm glad I caught you before you started recording. Well, you didn't really, but that's okay. What's up, Paul? Oh, you know, not much. I decided to listen to the last podcast episode, and you won't believe what I heard. Well, I'm pretty sure I know what was in that episode, but what piqued your interest? Yeah, piqued. Man, that fight was awful. Seriously? They both just fall over? I'm trying to help you out here. Why wouldn't you go for a bigger fight? A bigger fight between two inanimate objects? Evil Pickles is animate. No, he can talk somehow, but he can't physically move. He is inanimate. Yeah? Then how does he get around? Well, I don't know, but this is the Mr. Pickles Show. Hey man, I'm not through with you just yet. What movie are you watching? Evil Bong 420. It's the one where they go to the bowling alley and... Yeah, okay, cool. How about this? Why don't you smoke a bong for the 420 special? No, 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 no. Nobody wants me meandering all over the place with thoughts that go nowhere. Unless that's what I'm already doing and the people like listening to that. Okay, so you'll smoke a bong on the show. Yeah, sure. Okay, Pickles, you're too much. Fine. If you're going to pull the old bubbles in the soda move, then enjoy your flat root beer, and I'll be back. Well, that is fine by me. As I said, today we're watching Evil Bong 420 from 2015. It's about Larnell and Sarah Lee visiting a bowling alley that is inexplicably owned by Rabbit. Other characters show up to do their own thing, and, well, this movie is functionally just a single scene in a bigger movie with extras tacked onto it to make it its own movie. And it's strange to me because 420 is such a sacred stoner number that you would think a movie about weed and stoners would make the 420 movie be exceptional. Like a wild blowout of smoke, if you will. So when it's only 53 minutes long and just set in a bowling alley, it's kind of strange to me. Now, it got a 3.6 out of 10 on IMDb, which, again, isn't that much different from the other Evil Bong movies, but I give it a 3.5 out of 10. While it is vividly colorful and has the music from the prior Evil Bong movies, it's still quite a pointless movie when it's just Rabbit leaves the bong room to start a bowling alley and then Evil Bong follows him and other people are there. Like, this movie could have been reduced down, along with Ginger Dead Man vs. Evil Bong, and made into a single movie where Ginger Dead Man attacks, gets sent to the bong realm, and then returns. I do like how this movie ends, though, but before I just give everything away, let's dive into this quick little movie so that I can say what I think it means. Hit it, Davey! <laughs> We are back to having Wicked Weed during the opening credits, and this is arguably one of the best opening credits so far. They got the kaleidoscope effects of vivid and colorful green smoke, it's a lot of fun. After the opening credits, we find Ginger Dead Man in a crazy CGI landscape. Massive bong structures, a mountainous wasteland, some skull bongs, and weed plants prominently in the foreground. Maybe jungle's a better way to put it, but he's smoking a joint with topless women feeding him popcorn. He loves it, but he's also bored of getting everything he wants. Evil Bong is annoyed Ginger Dead Man is bored, and she's also evasive about where Rabbit is. I guess... <laughs> I guess Rabbit and Ginger Dead Man play board games together? <laughs> I don't know why, that's just so absurd. Turns out Rabbit did escape, and Evil Bong is just stalling until Ginger Dead Man finally pushes it and brings out his pink rolling backpack, and the two team up to leave the Bong realm and find Rabbit to bring him back. Now, I think that the first Evil Bong movie is Alistair's movie. He got the girl, he solved the problem, he saved the day. I think that Evil Bong 2 is Larnell's movie, because, you know, he got the girl, he solved the problem, he saved the day. Evil Bong 3 is arguably Brett's movie. He did not get the girl, but he took charge and he helped solve the problem. 
Evil Bong 4, though, this is Rabbit's movie. Rabbit's opening a topless bowling alley called Licky Splits Bowl, and it's complete with boob merchandise and Evil Bong stuff, too. Huh. Tommy Chong as Jimbo is visible on some of the Evil Bong merch, whatever that means. Rabbit's getting ready to open, though, so he smokes about it and talks with his two employees, Phoebe and Darla. Phoebe's played by Mindy Robinson, who comes back in the series later, while Darla does not. With that in mind, it makes sense that Phoebe doesn't get topless while Darla does, so if you like that, this movie hits you early on with it. They get a pep talk about kicking butt and doing well, and they find out that there are two types of bowling here. Standard game gets you a ball and shoes, but the gutter ball special includes a ziplock of weed to get people hungry and buying more food, which does make a lot of sense to me because they're probably upcharging that food like crazy here. What's interesting in this scene is that you can see some boxes in the background behind the ladies that arrive later with Hambo, so they're technically not supposed to be here yet. Like Ginger Dead Man vs. Evil Bong, though, there's a significant chunk of the movie that's just about visiting customers. We get director David Dakota and his assistant David DelVal coming in to just scope out the site for five movies that they're going to film. That's all. A girl comes in asking to be hired, and Rabbit says no until she takes her top off, and I'm just going to call her new employee going forward. Because that's it. Hambo, the TV show clown host, shows up again. He's here to sell boxes of Full Moon feature film statues. Again. Apparently, he had a children's show for 40 years, and then he blew all his money on booze and babes, and Rabbit can understand that. The new employee flirts with Hambo before they wander off together. Two more girls arrive to buy the Gutterball special and then ask if they're allowed to play topless while Rabbit mutters and stutters in agreement. So creepy. <laughs> he gives so much energy to it, though. You can't really hate Sonny Carl Davis deep down. He might be creepy, but he's a delightful creepy. Anyways, Larnell and Sarah Lee show up at the bowling alley, trying to be sneaky like they're hiding something, because they are because Larnell's still dating Velicity. Anyways, Rabbit recognizes them, and that scares them. Sarah Lee is wearing a necklace with a little gingerbread man on it. Well, that's kind of interesting. It's not a ginger dead man, it's a gingerbread man. Larnell is wearing his go-to-jail Monopoly shirt. So while they're not excited to see Rabbit and have him recognize them, they do thank him for saving them, which is what he did. And Sarah Lee notes that it helped the two of them fall in love, but Larnell freaks out a little bit at that comment. Rabbit admits he left the bong realm because he just wants to get laid and get people high, so he presents the weed blower, a leaf blower, with an attachment on the intake, so when you light the weed, the smoke goes through and gets blown out. Rabbit brings up Velicity, though, which makes Sarah Lee mad until he shoots her with the weed blower. And remember, she doesn't really like weed, but this impresses Larnell, who says you could solve all the world's problems with it because it just makes her very passive and agreeable, and she's like, yeah, haha, everything's good. Sarah Lee goes and picks out a lane while Larnell stays to talk with Rabbit a little longer. He admits he's still in love with Felicity sexually, but he loves Sarah after what they went through. He knows he needs to break up with one of them, but can't figure out which. Wow, that's a real big problem there, Larnell. Anyways, Rabbit lets Larnell and Sarah get the Gutterball special for free, even though Larnell wanted to pay, which is actually very nice of Rabbit and is starting to move in a direction where maybe stoners aren't scumbags. And then we get a redneck duo that comes in. Joe Cracker the Redneck and Redderneck show up to be racist and steal from a nice couple that they believe shouldn't have been lit in on account of their skin color. A random guy calls them assholes, so we know that the Rednecks being racist is wrong, but he doesn't do anything else, like, I don't know, report them for theft? After the couple realizes their money is missing, the Redneck duo cackles, and when Joe Cracker reaches for his bowling ball out of the dispenser, Ooga Booga is there and stabs his eye out. Ooga Booga is just like this little offensive tribe member or something with a spear. Redderneck, who's much shorter and didn't get injured here, carries his friend off into the distance while they both wail in agony. A fun little tidbit, the voice actor who played Space Bong is the same actor who plays Joe Kraka here. The two hashers show up, but the taller one is replaced from last time, while the shorter one with baggy eyelids is still here. They're here to just joke about what AMF could stand for. It stands for American Machine and Foundry, but they just want to make jokes about it. 
Rabbit also invites them to try some expensive glass for smoking from Smoke Cartel product placement, but that's something the Heshers can't afford. The racist caricature of an Asian couple return, and Hambo shows that he made a racist action figure based on the dude in the couple, which should offend them, but he likes it. So wait, why is Ugabuga here at all? Did I miss him showing up earlier in the movie? I just, I can't seem to find any evidence to suggest that I did miss him. Are the rednecks from Ugabuga movie or the Doll Graveyard movie? I haven't seen either of those, but based on quick research, it doesn't appear that these two rednecks are from anything outside of this movie series. Whatever, it doesn't matter. I'll ask Charles Band someday. Sarah Lee questions if Larnell is truly in love with her or not. Felicity shows up to the song Mrs. Green, one of my favorites from the original movie, and Rabbit admits exactly what's going on accidentally to her. So she confronts Sarah and Larnell, calling Sarah a homewrecker. Wait, Larnell and Felicity don't have kids. Or do they? Tina? No, 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 no. Let's just, let's bury that one immediately. The two ladies start poking, and then slapping, and then shoving, and then hair pulling. The fight is escalating, but then Rabbit shows up with the weed blower and immediately calms down the fight. And then the two ladies start kissing and dancing, so... okay? <laughs> Rabbit suggests a bowling competition for which girl will get Larnell. Sarah Lee just really brings the Luan energy when she's high, and it's about this time that Evil Bong and Ginger Dead Man finally leave the bong realm to search for Rabbit. They appear in a back room, and Ginger Dead Man wants to have sex with the new employee, so he offers her a bunch of money. And then it's a really awkward sex scene with a puppet. Honestly, it just, it wouldn't be Evil Bong without a scene that would be really upsetting for somebody to walk in on. <laughs> Evil Bong appears to Rabbit, which scares him. <laughs> It's just, like, come on. That's the moment that your parents walk in. They're like, so what are you watching? Oh, just a, oh, what? No, no, no. There's, there's more to this movie than that. There's more to the movie. Mom, 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 mom. There's more to the movie than that. Just, it's, it's just, it's one scene in the movie. It just came out of nowhere. Mom, 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 mom. <laughs> oh, Lord almighty. <laughs> Anyways, Evil Bog appears to Rabbit, which scares him, and she wants to steal all the people from the bowling alley to gain power, so Rabbit puts a garbage bag over Evil Bong, which makes her mad, and then she just disappears. As the bowling competition is about to finish, Ginger Dead Man appears with a pistol. Oh, he loves those pistols. Rabbit starts using the weed blower on everybody, the Asian couple, himself, Phoebe and Hambo, Ginger Dead Man, Sarah Lee and Belissi again, Larnell, and yeah, now Ginger Dead Man is calm and chill, and asks if Sarah Lee and Belissi are into orgies. What? No, I'm not joking about this. Ginger Dead Man wants to have sex with Sarah Lee, and everybody's kind of just humoring this. Like, he wanted to destroy her for so long, and now he just is like, eh, you want to have sex? What's up, babe? I just... <sighs> so Sarah Lee and Felicity decide to just share Larnell instead. What? What? They let Ginger Dead Man roll the last ball for the competition, which makes him excited. Uh, oh, what? <laughs> and Evil Bong appears at the end of the bowling alley as the ball rolls towards her. She reveals to everybody that they've been smoking Evil Bong's weed, so everybody disappears, and Evil Bong says, Weed is life. The credits are the entire cast dancing to piano music on set, and they're about three minutes long. And that has been Evil Bong 420 from 2015. Now, I have a few theories about this movie, but before I get to these, Paul wanted to do something, so, uh, so stay tuned until we can get to the theories. Okay, man, I just want you to reconsider. Not this again. Come on, I was just going to grab a snack during this intermission. I just think that maybe you'd be funny for once if you smoked a bong. Wow. 
First off, I'm pretty sure nobody says smoke a bong. They say something like smoke a bull. And second, I'm pretty sure there's some people who find me funny without me needing to smoke weed. Man, you're testy. Would you be more agreeable if I took you bowling? No, why would that make me more agreeable? All that noise would make recording impossible. Look, you seem stressed, you're not funny, and your hoodie makes you seem like a sad sack stoner with no weed. Man, I'm just trying to help out, and you're shooting me down like a redneck destroying an 18-pack. I just wanted a snack. Okay, they have cheap pizza at the bowling alley, so you can get a snack there. And I know you love pizza, so don't start with me on that. I'll text production to get a crew down there, and they can record a little commercial for us with the bowling alley. Cross-promotion, man! Well... Well... Yeah, that's not bad, actually. Dope! Alright, so you smoke that bong, and I'll drive! There's no bong... Uh, okay, I guess we're going to the bowling alley. Hello, I'm Mr. Pickles, and this is my producer, Paul. Hi! We're here supporting local businesses. I'm a big fan of bowling, as it's a sport you can do in between bites of cheap pizza and sips of light beer. Today we're here at Evil Pickles Alley of Bowling. Revenge! <laughs> oh yeah, it's on, man. You fell right into our trap. It's time for you to actually fight Evil Pickles like you should have last episode. What? I thought we were just going to go to the bowling alley to support local businesses. You thought wrong, Pickles. Now get out there and fight. But get the right shoes first. Uh, what, what size are you? I'm a 14 wide. Yeah, of course you're wide. Okay, here's the shoes. Technically, you get a ball with the shoes, though, so do you have a weight preference on bowling ball? I, I, I think I'm more of a medium weight. I have these skinny twig arms, but this bulky torso. Yeah, yeah, makes sense. I'll grab the medium weight. Enjoy your bowling after you are defeated in combat. Fight me. Uh, right. Ow. Ouch. He crushed my leg. He crushed my leg. What the heck, man? Did I not tell you? There was no way an action figure could beat a grown human. Do you want me to walk over there and punt evil pickles into the bowling pens? No, I just thought there'd be more of an intense fight. Haven't you seen Chucky? Like, come on, man. I'm trying to make a good show here. It was sort of fun. And now we three can actually just bowl like friends. Huh. Well, okay. This one time, I'll forgive you because fun can be had. Yay, bowling. <laughs> now that I'm back from bowling, I guess it's time to just dive into the theory. This is sort of a hard one to make theories for because again, 53 minutes, that's not a lot of time. So not as much can happen in a movie that's like an hour and a half and I can get more and more clues to make up something even more absurd. So let's see what I can come up with. Let's see, uh, so Velicity never met Luann, except maybe briefly at the end of Evil Bong 3? No, that's not interesting. Like maybe if Velicity knew Luann, but not Sarah Lee, I could add to my theory on that, but... Yeah, scrap that one. Nobody cares about Sarah Lee and Luann as much as you, Pickles. Okay then, so how did Rabbit actually leave the bong realm with a bunch of weed? Is it the case where if you're holding something, you can leave the bong realm with whatever you're holding? Uh, you know what, I don't think this one really matters either. Eh, yeah, that's boring, man. Next one. Alright, so how about the weed blower and what it means? Because they're very adamant that all problems are solved with weed, but in an anti-stoner universe, what would that actually mean? I think it means that Charles Band started smoking weed in the last movie. 
How else do you explain how all these plots are starting to become half-baked? How else do you explain that the sudden rise in weed is life lines as well as the disappearance of anti-stoner characters like Cyril? I think Charles Band started smoking weed and was like, let's just use the bowling alley and have funny people wander in. No bad vibes and just silly characters and weed fixes everything in the end. Everybody loves each other. Also, everybody can get weed easy. And really, every person I know who started smoking weed after having a negative attitude towards it becomes really evangelical about it like this. Like, they want everybody to know that it can solve every problem, man. And the whole bit about getting weed conveniently is something that stoners in illegal states dream about. I think stoners in legal states probably wish there was more availability to do an activity and smoke weed like we have here, so it hits both sides. Okay, so assuming that's not really that much of a theory, oh, the director changed his mind about weed, okay, what does it mean that there is evil bong merchandise with Tommy Chong and Jimbo on it? It means that his character is both in the setting and is theoretically known as the one who got the evil bong. But like, they originally put Tommy Chong in the movie cover because they wanted to draw in the stoners. So if Tommy Chong is just Jimbo in this universe, why would they put him on the cover? He's not a draw if he's not Tommy Chong, right? Why wouldn't Rabbit just use his own face over Tommy Chong's? That could have made for a funny in-universe joke where we know that Tommy Chong should be there, but it's Rabbit instead. <laughs> Does Jimbo know he's being used to sell merch? Probably not. He's lost in the bong realm somewhere, or the good bong realm, which we never see again. So maybe Rabbit met up with Jimbo in the bong realm and played Yahtzee and Strip Twister with him like he did with Ginger Dead Man? Well, for that matter, maybe Jimbo's the one who taught Rabbit all these tricks to control the bong realm. Well, this has been another session of failed theories. Why have stoners stopped being scumbags as much, and what the implications of Rabbit's merchandise means in-universe. Thanks for coming down to the bowling alley of Evil Bong 420 with me, and even if you think my brain is filled with evil bong water, I hope you enjoyed the podcast. Join me next time to find out what happens to the stoners, whether Ginger Dead Man will truly fall in love, how bong magic works, whether you can become a bong sorcerer, and whether Rabbit gets his bowling alley back. I'm Mr. Pickles, and this has been The Mr. Pickles Show. Oh.